Don't Wreck Yourself features words and situations that are not appropriate for young listeners. This show is only for adults and unsupervised juvenile delinquents of exquisite taste and refinement. Each week, Matt and Ryan look into claims they find online, answer your questions, and say bad words. You don't know a thing about me and I don't know about you. It's both sad and safe to surmise we haven't got a clue. But I'm sure we'll keep keeping on, pretending like we do. But I know I'm just a chimp with a phone, but I ain't no different to you. Hey, welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. My name's Ryan Placetti, and I'm here to untangle you from the Gordian knot of Christmas lights that has consumed your waking hours. Oh. Uh, and I'm Matt Saint saying that little uh, creepiness caught me off guard a little bit. Uh, but Santa's always been a little creepy and you are nothing if not a poor man Santa. So, Well, I, I should say that you right now look spot on like young St. Nicholas from the claymation classic Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, a beautiful Auburn beard. Thank you. Uh, wait, thank you. But if you're Santa Claus, that makes me the Burgermeister Meister Burgering. Our dear friend Rick Reynolds here is the Ice Wizard. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> wizard (laughs) (laughs) oh so this is our holiday special it's not going to be that special (laughs) (laughs) that way to sell it right off the bat i i want to set expectations here i think uh all of us kind of ran up against work and personal life obligations that made uh recording anything beyond a normal episode pretty difficult uh, but we did manage to schedule some time with Rick to play us in and play us out of this episode. And he's going to stick around for a question or two. Yeah, appreciate it, yeah. Rick. Always, always good to have an Australian. Always good to have someone from the Commonwealth on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to be here, fellas. Well, I'm also from a Commonwealth. I'm from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. He's from the exotic Australia where they have 12-foot spiders and shit like that. <laughs> Do you get a paid day off for the Queen's birthday, Ryan? Do you? Which queen? RuPaul? (laughs) The only queen. (laughs) Alaska Thunderfuck? (laughs) Uh, I I think she changed her name for branding purposes because it turns out it's hard to get Thunderfuck written on a whole bunch of things like billboards. Well, I feel like if it's in her name, I feel like we, we let Shit's Creek was fine, right? I don't think that's I don't think that's her given name. <laughs> I think it's, that's her Christian name is Alaska Thunderfuck. <laughs> and speaking of Christian, I mean, like we should call it a Christmas special or else Fox News is going to cancel us. We, if we don't if we just call it a holiday special, they're going to be pissed. That's true. Uh, Rick's countryman, Rupert Murdoch, will put the screws Oh, yeah. Or as you would call him, Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Rick, can you uh, raise your levels a little bit? Oh, whoa, whoa, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm making yeah, some Now work. we're cooking with grease. Yeah, hang on. <laughs> uh, wait, where am I? Is Uh-oh. that... Wait, is that a bit better? I, 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 I just see better. red flannel right now, which is on theme for the holiday. Rick has turned the camera and pointed it directly at his crotch. My f- favorite Thank God place. he's not a legal analyst on CNN <laughs> or else he'd be in real trouble. <laughs> <laughs> is that better, mate? Uh, yeah, a little bit. All right. I can come up a little bit more. There we go. Now we're back yeah. on the flannel. All right. I'm not mad about it, though. Here we go. He is a rock star after all. Rick, Rick has given us a full view of his down under. The yeah. full Monty, if you will. <laughs> Christmas for everyone. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping we don't have to look at the outback. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Rick, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm pumped. It's good to see you guys. 
Happy, yeah. happy holidays, all of them, Fox News. Every yep. holiday, I wish you a happy one. Easter, yeah, everything. Easter, Valentine's Day. St. Patrick's Day. Oh, I like St. Patrick's yeah, Day. Yeah, the one where we're just drunk all the time. Yeah, that's my favorite uh, holiday. Holy, which is the holiest of oh. holidays. Oh, that makes sense. And of it- course, uh... Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's, Kwanzaa. Those are the those are the imminent ones. National Donut Day should be the holiest of holidays, I feel like. What's your, <laughs> are there any days left that aren't a day? National Podcast Day, when's that? <laughs> it has to have a day. I think the obvious one that would be left out would be uh, that leap year day at the end of February every four years, but it it is immediately leap year. Nobody's scheduling a holiday for February 29th. It's, um, yeah, unless it's your birthday, scheduling a party on February 29th, have it every four years, that sucks. Yeah. That should <laughs> be a reason to have a party every four years. National, yeah, right? It's like, oh my God, yeah. National Podcast Day is September 30th, so mark your calendars, kids. <laughs> make, sure, make sure to leave weed and beer out for us. <laughs> Speaking of leaving beer out for us, my understanding is that it is an Australian tradition to leave either milk and cookies or beer for Santa. Is that true, Rick? Uh, I don't know if I ever left milk. It was always beer. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> beer and cookies? Yeah. Beer and cookies? Yeah, it was beer and cookies, and then we left some, uh, some carrots for the reindeer outside. And uh, yeah. it was a good thing that Santa always remembered to feed them because they were going too, but the beer was, uh, was crushed early, I think. Yeah, miss. Santa's got to have a high tolerance. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> so people in Australia get better Christmas presents because they're closer to the international date line, which means by the time he gets to us all the way over here in the United States, he's probably run out of the good shit. <laughs> he getting the oh, drinks. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the bottom of the sack. <laughs> the bottom of the sack. That is the most American. I, feel, I woke up this morning feeling like I was bottom of the sack. I'll tell you that right Can now. Imagine if you get to the end of the run, he's just digging through. He's all hammered coming from Australia. He's like, ah, I don't like, care anymore. F- well, fucking another yo-yo. Yeah, yeah. Already- I don't know. Maybe our presents get better because he gets so drunk in Australia because the tradition in America has always been milk and cookies. But if he's getting liquored up before he even gets here, <laughs> first of all, getting liquored up and then dumping a bunch of milk on it terrible idea <laughs> oh yeah yeah uh, uh. i feel like though december is in the summer in australia right so maybe there are different kinds of presents he's not giving out winter sweaters and sleds and shit like that he's giving out like beach stuff so it's a different he's, different, he's pulling from a different present pool i feel like all uh all the stocky stuff is it's all summer stuff so it's there's a lot less of it so you, you know you're not getting winter coats you're getting board shorts you know there you go board shorts and, and, and cricket bats cricket bats that's awesome. I have been I actually I do I do have a place where I can go buy a cricket bat because yes, I have been shopping. Um, <laughs> Gonna join the league, the local league up there? I actually there is a local league in media that Rick told us about, I believe. I know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yep, yeah. Yep. There's an Indian grocery store in Exton that sells cricket bats, and I've had my eyeballs on it for a while now. <laughs> Make it. sure you get a deal. <laughs> Santa will be drunk right. enough. He'll get, he'll grab one thinking it was something else. Ah, Ryan wanted one of these. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan will want one of these. Yeah. He leaves out all the good craft beer for me. Yeah. <laughs> so it wouldn't be the holiday season if we didn't start our episode with an am I the asshole? Because if there's one thing that pops up over the holidays, it's entitled assholes. I was gonna say, I was gonna say family, but I guess that, that, that's a synonym right there. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, depending on who you're talking about. Okay, so here's our question. It's from our Am I the Asshole, posted by user Psychological Bid 58 Okay, sounds stable. <laughs> <laughs> Is that their own I, I personal 58th bid? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, fifty-seven is way too cheap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the idea that these, this person's at a silent auction bidding on mental maladies, yeah. and they're just like, "Ooh, ooh, ooh! I'll take one of those. Thank you." Yeah, that's associate of personality disorder. Yes, please. I'll take multiple of those. <laughs> All right. So here's the question: Am I the asshole for choosing my boyfriend over my family's tradition? Got reaction without reading any of the context. Damn, man, there's a, there's a lot up for debate here, but I feel like traditionally you should be like, do do the family's thing. But what are we talking about here? What if it's like KKK burning churches and shit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just for a little bit of context, the asker is 29. Her boyfriend is 41. Ooh. All right. They've been together <laughs> three months. Oh, okay. And her family does not like him. Can you guess why? Because he's like 19 years her senior or some shit like that. He's older than her dad. (laughs) They can listen to the same music for sure. They're only only 12 years years apart. But the bigger issue is that her boyfriend of three months happens to be her sister's ex-husband. Oh, what the? (laughs) This is a real Jerry Springer situation real quick. Yeah. Damn. This person is from Spain. But every year, her family takes a trip to New York City. And after the sister and the brother-in-law got divorced, he continued to go because he was part of the family with the kids and whatnot. This year, her sister has a new boyfriend. They're really not keen on her ex-husband coming around. (laughs) (laughs) So not only has she chosen her boyfriend over her family tradition of traveling to New York City, she hasn't just opted out of it. She has blocked the transfer of her ticket to her sister's future stepdaughter. Whoa. And oh. and block them on all the social media. Okay, so she's the asshole in this situation here. That okay, seems well that was kinda, quick. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, I, I feel like I mean like I was on her side. First of all, I am in an age gap love relationship because I'm nine years older than my girlfriend. So I'm sensitive to the jokes about the 12 years older. You're inside of a decade, though. That three years makes a huge difference. (laughs) That's true. And the music my girlfriend's dad listens to is the same kind of music my dad listens to. So it's it'd be weird, weird if he was rocking out to like early 2000s Weird Al Yankovic shit that I was (laughs) into. Yeah, you're you're, you're pretty immature for your age. so I think it works. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, she's mature for her age. So it's perfect. And she's actually more mature than I am. That is correct. I can I can verify that. I feel like, you know, in that situation, you know, you're, you've only been a boyfriend for three months. You kind of need to bite the bullet and do what the family tradition is. However, it sounds like this girl is kind of using her boyfriend as an excuse to get out of this lame New York City trip. I'm sorry, the lame travel abroad trip. Like, this is a destination Christmas tradition. You need to chill your shit, Matt. No, I'm just <laughs> saying, like, maybe she thinks it's lame. I'm, 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 I'm yeah. occupying her mind in this case. Rick, how long do you have to date somebody before you write off your entire family? Is three months long enough? At least four months. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait till the new year. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. I kind of want to be a fly on the wall for that trip. I hope everybody yeah. goes. <laughs> I hope her family goes without her and has a fucking ball. Well, I hope everybody gets to go. I hope the future stepdaughter gets to go. Yeah. And everybody except for the person who, by the way, uh, Reddit did determine that this person is the asshole. It's in bright red at the very top of the screen underneath. It just says asshole. It's in red and green. It has holiday lights throughout it. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing better than a holiday asshole. They're better. <laughs> they're tastier. Yeah. They're sweet, more calories. <laughs> What do they do in the outback for the holidays? We, uh, yeah, we spend it in the sun. I always grew, grew up. My folks uh, ate a bunch of seafood and not really any traditional Christmas stuff. And 
Just hang out there, playing cricket in the backyard, swimming in the pool. All right. How is that different from any other day in Australia? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, just drinking in the sun's kind of a 365. God, yeah, we we, we should, I, was, I should have been born Australian. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, like, Australia is super attractive to move to, but I think New Zealand might be the prize because it's an island. I mean, Australia, uh, <laughs> every continent is an island. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But Australia is the only continent that is an island. We all learned that in the fourth grade. <laughs> they say that, but like, yeah, they're all islands. Yeah, they're, all, yeah, they're all surrounded by water. <laughs> exactly they're, right, yeah. Honestly, I feel like it's a pejorative. They're like, fuck Australia. Australia, so small. What an island. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a little colonial project. Britain's like, well, they can't be a continent. <laughs> yeah, if we're, if we're not one, they can't be one. This yeah. is some English bullshit right here. It's like, we're an island, they're an island, done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's worked so far, you know. Rick, thank you so much for coming in and, and playing the sweetest holiday jam I know, the song United from the album Portals in Progress. Yeah. <laughs> and Thanks our theme me. song. There is no greater gift that you could have given us. So if you have anything else that you've purchased for me, Rick, you can go ahead and return that to the liquor store. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> No, you can send it to me for quality control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because the only gift that we ever needed was the uh, gift of your song. The soft, soft tunes of Rick Reynolds. All right. Well, I'll keep the present from the liquor store and I'll write you another one. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, we will see you after the new year. The, next time you're on the show, we'll, yeah. we'll see you at the at the beginning and end of every episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, good to see you guys and uh, and happy happy all of the holidays. All of them. All of them. Fox News. All yeah. Of them. Whatever you want. Happy that one. So now that we have the, I presume, Swiss chalet to ourselves. The yeah. fire a crackling in the corner. I believe you had a question that you wanted to pose. Yeah, this one kind of hits the red nose on the head, right? Uh, is a no stupid question from user Michael Angeler. It's like Michael Angelor is what uh, L-O-R. Um, he does drunk Renaissance painting. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, he asks, what should I do for Christmas? And oh. um, that's an easy one is a celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ is the only acceptable answer. <laughs> Uh, I disagree with that. Yeah, it's, it's, I think there's it's, a lot it's of a things. joke. Yeah, no. Uh, so this guy, he uh, he says, I'm not able to make a home for Christmas and my friends will all be gone visiting their families. What should I do? Yeah. What the fuck does young single guys do on Christmas? You can't really go out to eat unless you want to be sad. I mean, typically you either go visit family or you go over to a friend's house for Christmas. That's I mean, exactly. I've been there. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you've been there. You yeah. were young and in the army and probably away from home for at least one of those Christmases. Yeah, for sure. I've all for my uh, yeah, for Chris Max. I think is the uh, is the here's, plural. Here's what I th- here's what I think you should do. Don't worry about what you're going to do on Christmas. Okay. Just think of all the shit you don't have to do on Christmas. Like get up early. How about that? This is the difference between young men and we'll say men of middle aged experience, uh, such as ourselves. Well, yeah. <laughs> like my life is a nonstop bumper car of. Of various responsibilities, both familial and professional. So for me to have a day off without any family, without any friends, without any co-workers or expectations sounds You wouldn't know what to do with yourself. Yeah. I would I would sit I would sit on the couch and I would play video games. Oh, okay. So just like, yeah, I, I was thinking well, you, you got a free day off. You don't have to be around friends or family or work. You definitely are not working. I'm assuming you're not working unless you work at Walmart, in which case it sucks anyway. Or do this podcast. Or do this podcast, <laughs> right? Um, I, yeah, I feel like um, this is the time of year where you can just get a weapons grade amount of weed 
sit on the couch and just fucking Netflix different documentary. I don't know, you know, just like like take it take a me day. Take a me day. How about yeah, that? Absolutely. Christmas is never a me day when you're around family and particularly around family. You always have somewhere to be. You have something you have to wear. You have to make sure you're saying Merry Christmas. You have to make sure you're yeah. doing all the things that the, the holidays bring. If you don't have that, bro, make yourself brunch at 1030 in the morning if you want. Start drinking, you know, just like. Yeah, I think uh, there's also the old stereotype perpetuated in American media of what do Jewish families do on Christmas? And the answer is go to Chinese restaurants. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, yep. I mean, I've always been in a family that celebrates Christmas, even though I'm not a Christmas person. You've been in a God fearing family is what I'm hearing. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that my family's afraid of God. Well, I mean, you know, what, you know, what the turn of phrase means this doesn't literally mean you're afraid of god <laughs> i wouldn't say they're afraid of god or even necessarily believers in god they just yeah. like doing christmas okay uh, so, so they're american for, yeah <laughs> so i i can't confirm uh, i've never eaten at a chinese restaurant on christmas but i mean it couldn't hurt to it couldn't hurt to call and ask if they're open on Christmas. Um, and then maybe you'll get an earful about stereotypes. But no, the, I feel like the Chinese company was trying to sell you low main 365 days of the year. If they can get this one <laughs> good, they'll be just fine with that. Uh, I grew up in South Florida. I definitely knew. I definitely had a lot of Jewish friends and stuff like that. And yes, uh, I, I asked them what do you guys do for Christmas. And oftentimes it is like go to a Chinese restaurant or just spend time with family. Uh, Lisa and I have a, a Christmas tradition we've done the past few years where on Christmas morning, if we're both, if we're just like staying at the apartment, uh, yeah. we go, we go get Ethiopian food because DC has really good Ethiopian food and they're open on Christmas. And so that's what we've done two years in a row. I, I like that idea. What you have to do is just think about it in terms of what do you do on any other holiday you don't really celebrate? Uh, do you celebrate Columbus Day? Well, uh, if, oh. if, if you're in third grade, you are. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> You know, I know what everybody's thinking immediately is you mean Indigenous Peoples Day. And yes, I do mean Indigenous Peoples Day because fuck Christopher Columbus. Col However, Columbus Day is not. What do you do on Indigenous People Day? Uh, and this the is ridiculous. answer is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you have a good job, you don't go to work. Uh, Indigenous Peoples Day is not anything close to the uh, level of Christmas, I would say. And this, the, 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 what Michelangelo rightly says, he's, he wants to go out of the home, but I have a feeling everything will be closed, which is something that happens on Christmas that would not happen on Columbus Day or Indigenous People's Day because they have fucking mall sales about that stuff. So literally, if it's on Columbus Day, you can just go to the mall, go to the beach, go do whatever you want. Christmas, you're in the winter. We don't know what climate he's in. Okay. He wants to get out of the house. So. All right. So let's make a list of businesses that we know will be open. Gas stations. Walmart. I was going to say Walmart also. Gas stations at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chinese food restaurants, Ethiopian restaurants, if you're in the District of Columbia. Um, how about this? How about going to a park and just going to a public, you know, going going, going on a hike? Yeah. Or if you're, it, it sounds like this person's single, just swipe. Just start swiping. Oh, get that Christmas nookie. Yeah. Leave some nookies out for old St. Dick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> I think we've given him a bevy of gas stations to hang out at. Honestly, like people go get a where I live. Yeah, go get a Slurpee. Where, well, that's 7-Eleven. People where yeah. I live go to Wawa. Oh. Unless, you go, unless you go 50 miles to the west. Then they, they go to the other ones. I was going to say, now, there's yeah. Also, there's also a third gas station brand that's based out of Pennsylvania, and it's called <laughs> Rudders. Don't sleep on the Rudders. They're, they're coming up behind. I have never heard of Rudders, but I've been to a Sheets and a Wawa. We have a Wawa in town, and I've definitely been to Sheets. Get a Schmuffin or a Schmagel. My question to you as a perfectly neutral third party living outside of the state of Pennsylvania 
Yep. Which do you prefer, Sheets or Wawa? Ooh, I feel like um, th- this these, is very political. Right our, our audience is going to draw battle lines is going to be drawn based <laughs> on my answer. I would have to say, look, I've been to more Wawa's and I have Sheets. Uh, I have enjoyed my experience at Wawa more. But I think if you just if you just want like shitty gas station food, I think Sheets kind of takes the cake for good shitty gas station food. Wawa's food's a little better, I would say. It's like yeah, not sheets, the same. It's like sheets that, has a deep fryer. Yeah. Wawa's have a deep fryer? Wow, okay. Didn't know the, the more you know. Deep fryer, they cook everything in toaster ovens for the most part. Okay. Now, what's interesting is like this Sheets Wawa divide is extraordinarily important in Pennsylvania. It's so important that p- people running for statewide office have to like they have to address the elephant in the room depending on which part of the state they're from. Is it geographic or is it is oh, it rural it is urban or is it like class? Okay. It's east west. So it's east side, west side. John Fetterman's running for Senate right now yep. to take Pat Toomey's seat. He's from western Pennsylvania, which is solidly Sheets territory. Okay. But he has to doff the cap and give Lady Wawa a good old-fashioned milady. Milady, yeah. <laughs> His fedora. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I think he could pull off a fedora as long as, as long as he's wearing it with like an untucked bowling shirt or Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I remember when I was in college uh, in Tampa, Florida, is we were all of a sudden overnight, literally overnight, Tampa got a district of Wawa's uh, uh-huh. uh, that's popped up overnight. And the University of Tampa, half of the population are like smart kids from Florida and the other half are like judges, kids from New England and shit like that. Uh-huh. So when Wawa came up overnight, you know how many of my peers and students were like, oh my God, we're going to go to Wawa. And I was like, wow, guys, you're really fucking psyched to go to this gas station. And <laughs> so I went with them and I, and, and I was like, yeah, you know what? It's a nice gas station. I got a turkey club. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't drive there, so I didn't get gas. And I think I got an energy drink. And I was like, yeah, it's all right. And they like looked at me like I was fucking pissing on their religion. It's pretty darn close. So you got the Wawa's down in Florida. There are two big factors. One is a lot of people retiring from the well-heeled suburbs of Philadelphia yep. end up in Florida. Wawa is based out of Delaware County, which is right outside of Philadelphia. Delco is where the mayor of East town uh-huh. says is mayor of East town does take place in Delco. And I will pick that bone on another date. We, okay. By the time we get around to talking about mayor of East town, people will have forgotten what mayor of East town is. We'll have a recap but show. <laughs> all, all, I know, all I know is that her character drank rolling rock. They almost oh, yeah. asked me after episode one, because there's no way that, a Delco cop can go 45 minutes without stepping foot inside of a Wawa. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they didn't have that brand uh, partnership like they did with the Rolling Rock. So what's what's really interesting is uh, the Wawa Sheets competitiveness is it, it's kind of like uh, the Arab-Israeli conflict. <laughs> but what I mean by that is they actually kind of share common roots. So yeah. they actually had a board member exchange oh. at one point. So Wawa and Sheets kind of came up at the same time. Wawa started off as a deli. Well, actually, Wawa is a dairy that opened up deli counters. Okay. So you will find Wawa's that aren't gas stations in Pennsylvania. Okay. Because they were originally just like little delis. And then Sheets started off as a gas station. So when Wawa started setting up gas stations and Sheets started setting up kitchens, they had an exchange of information where Wawa basically showed them how to run a restaurant and Sheets showed them how to run a gas station. And there was a clear dividing line. And my understanding is that the companies became competitive when Sheets opened up a location in Lancaster County. 
Oh, so it's like it's like infringing so on their far, territory. Yeah, he, they crossed the Rubicon, and now it's all it's all out war. war. <laughs> <laughs> it's a war. war. <laughs> it's a war. war. <laughs> what, what, what would Sun Tzu say about the Wawa Wars? The Wars. <laughs> He'd say that he's seen some sheets. <laughs> Were you in the sheets? Yeah, I was in the sheets. <laughs> oh my god, we're getting fried. We're getting fried out there, man. You've never seen anything like it before. <laughs> Were you well wounded? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, um, yeah, so I, I think I think we we answer this question: What to do on Christmas? <laughs> yeah, um, go to Wawa, man. They're, they'll probably be yeah. open. If you're struggling to find some sort of activity, if you're not if you're not satisfied simply going to a Chinese restaurant or a park, if you're looking for something to do, user GFRSCN <laughs> Michelangelo. <laughs> Giffers Coven O'Herb, G F R S C V N O H R B. I'm pretty sure that's not a word. That's just what happens when you slap the keyboard. Sound like a cat named from- it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is from the R Explain Like I'm Five. The idea of Explain It Like I'm Five is that the person asking the question wants to be treated as a child with complex ideas explained as simply as possible. <laughs> Presumably they are not five. They just want to, they just want it to be explained like they are five. It's a fetish thing. Ooh. Yeah. It's it's like, I, don't, like, it's like, I don't want you to be my mom, but I want, I want to be fed like a baby. Yeah, I get it. I want you to pick out my clothes, but I don't want you to change my diaper. Like, we're or at, I do want you to change my diaper, but then I no, want no, it to no, stop no. and end. Explain, I want it, like it, to stop explain and end. it like I'm five, five years old. You should be out of the diaper. But like, if it's a fetish, maybe you want to be in the diaper. Maybe if I don't want to talk well, about five year old fetishes. Those, <laughs> no, anybody, anybody with the, anybody with a diaper fetish. Is not explain it like I'm two. <laughs> I don't see. I don't have kids. I have no fucking idea. You, a kid could be seven years old or two months, and I have no idea. So user key button smash. All right. Uh, Catwalk writes. Explain it like I'm five. You're standing on the surface of the earth. You walk one mile south, one mile west, and one mile north. You end up exactly where you started riddle why must we be standing at the pole for this to be correct so the premise here is that ooh, so there's a claim there you can only be at the north pole at at the pole so it doesn't even say north or south but i like to say because it is the holiday season and we are around that a massive black hole of holidays sucking all other holidays in christmas we should definitely reference this as though it is the north pole ho 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 i mean this is kind of it's a little bit of a misnomer because there if if you're standing directly on the north pole you're going south in any direction that's there's there's still an up there's still an up or down for elevation but when you say oh you walk south it's like actually all you have to say for the riddle is you walk, then you walk the same distance west, then you walk the same distance north. I think that makes it for a better riddle. Yeah. So why must we be standing at the pole for this to be correct? The idea that the user is summoning up here is that the Earth is a roughly spherical potato-like figure floating, <laughs> just like me. Space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the the Earth is not perfectly round. It's kind of vaguely oblong, but it's mostly it's close to spherical. It looks pretty good. Yeah. So what's interesting is let, let's assume for the sake of this argument that we are at the North Pole. So you walk one mile south, one mile west, and one mile north, and then you end up at the North Pole. And like you said, any direction you walk is going to be south. Yeah. If you're standing directly on the North Pole where Santa lives. I think it's important to point out that this isn't the same as going like if you take if you did that same thing, but you rephrased it as you walk forward a mile, then you take a right and walk a mile, then you take a right and walk a mile. You're not going to end up exactly where you were. Right. And it's because cardinal directions or compass directions are relative to the surface of the earth and the map that you're using. 
And there's a lot of different ways to present maps. There are various projections that preserve geographic area, distances between locations, etc. But the typical globe is going to, what you're going to see is a spherical body with horizontal lines between the equator and the poles, and then vertical lines running between the poles. And you end up with like orange slices. And that's the danger of trying to establish a grid on a spherical surface. And what you end up with at those extreme ends, either on the north or south end, is essentially a triangle or a wedge. Yeah. So if you are only using compass directions, south, west, then north, of course, you're going to end up back at the North Pole. And the reason why that's the only place on Earth that that's correct is because North, South, East, and West are all relative to the positions of the poles. The claim that you can only do this in one part of the world is is false, though. You can do this in the North Pole, and you can do this you can do the, close you can to do the this, South Pole. You can do this anywhere if you reassign the grid and consider wherever you're at the pole. So if you decided to draw new lines on a globe, you could stand where you're at, put lines out in every direction and know that they meet on the other side of the planet. And you could do this exact same thing. But it's because north, south, east and west are relative to that uh, to that map projection that you're able to do this. If you walk a mile south of Las Vegas, walk a mile west, walk a mile well, north, you will not end up at the same spot. Because it's relative. If you made your, where you're standing the point, the center point of your projection You'd be able to walk in any direction and it would be uh, contra Vegas, I guess you would say. And even then, the, the, the notion of what is north and what is south, east and west can vary depending on the definition that you're using. Depending on so how high I'm you are. sure you've completed a land nav course or two. I got first place in that land nav, actually. God damn. Yes, I know. I was really what good at it. What precious metal did they give you? I made the commandant's list of the warrior leaders class. <laughs> I got, I, this, this is going to make you laugh. I got a perfect score. For tactical leadership, I never spent a fucking day in the field as an intel weenie a whole lot. I, I got a perfect score for tactical leadership. So uh, I'll, I'll have you know, I did go into the field and point my guns at people. So. Yeah, I did too, but I got in trouble for <laughs> the wrong people. Oh. <laughs> Were they the wrong people though? Were we? It's like that sketch. Are we the baddies? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and the answer is sometimes yes, we were. There are actually different Norths to consider. There's there's true north, magnetic north, grid north. And then, and then the north star. <laughs> and then the north star of Polaris. Yeah. Okay, so now that we know that there's four different norths that we can possibly use. And there's, to guide no, and there's, there's northwest, Kanye's kid. There is, yes, there is northwest. <laughs> so if you're standing with northwest and you walk south, <laughs> you're just walking away from Kanye's child. <laughs> yeah, that sounds, yeah, which is what Kanye did. So. <laughs> 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 he, he didn't need a fucking riddle to do it. Just, I don't know that he had a choice. Yeah, I, I yeah. Think, he I, wasn't I, invited I, to be a father. I think, yeah, I, think yeah. Kim, I think Kim was done with it. But I'm not going to get involved in their in their personal hijinks. Um, <laughs> congratulations, uh, Kim Kardashian Esquire. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> she's going to be a lawyer. Soon. Good for good for her. But, so True North is also known as Geographic North. It's basically the uh, it's it's a line. It's a direction along the surface that ends in the North Pole. So if you're heading towards the North Pole, the top center point of the of the Earth, that's true north. Magnetic north has to do with Earth's magnetic field, which is what causes compasses to point towards the north. There is a there is a large iron deposit, which is oh, yeah. associated with the magnetic field and the, and the fact that our compasses are pointing north. And that can vary from true north by several degrees, depending on where you're at. Because obviously, if 
if the big load is under Canada and you're standing in China, <laughs> your compass is going to be pointing in a slightly different direction than if you're standing in like South America. Uh, then there's grid north, which is, which is the direction of a planar grid system, uh, usually associated with the map projection. So because you're trying to chart on a two-dimensional map, the three-dimensional surface of the Earth, laying a grid over that, you have to flatten the, you have to essentially flatten the curvature of the Earth, which creates distortion. So grid north would be like if you take any section of the globe, flatten it out and put a grid on top of it, any of those lines going up are going north. So typically a map is actually going to show you geographic, uh, that, that geographic true north, magnetic north and grid north. Now, if you're navigating by the stars, you also have Polaris to consider. That is the North Star, which is going to vary. No one's doing that nowadays, though, right? People are typically not doing that. And what's interesting about the North Star is, although it is Polaris now, it has not always been. Yeah, which is how I know astrology is bullshit. That is is exactly (laughs) how I know that astrology is bullshit. So we're, we're getting to some pretty big picture stuff. Because the universe is in a constant state of expansion, the relative position of stars to Earth is constantly changing. We're we're actually getting farther away from it. Yeah. Yeah. So therefore, in Sumerian times, they actually had a different North Star. I believe – I'm I'm not going to name a star because I don't want to be corrected. Maurice, Diana. (laughs) I was just thinking about that. I know you're still listening. Yeah. Uh, you are our favorite fans because you d- you hold our feet to the fire. Uh, so happy holidays, Maurice, Diana. Uh, we hope that you are nestled by the fire listening to us on your old-timey gramophone. Or your super fancy-dancy record player. I actually stumbled across another image while I was researching this topic. I, this is something that you and I, I think, pretty much knew the answer going in. But I was surprised because I found a chart of Antarctica's time zones. Oh, so that gets really interesting, too, because our time zones are generally determined by those wedges of the globe. So when it comes to a point, essentially what you have at the North and South Pole are periods where all time zones are effectively correct. So the reality of the situation is that Antarctica's time zones are absolutely insane. Yeah, if, try to catch a flight out of Antarctica would be, <laughs> would be so, Jesus, we're going to be, we're, it's, 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 it's only leaving in eight hours, but that's in 20 minutes if you go across town. <laughs> kind of, yeah. kind of. So what, what ends up happening is, the time zones in Antarctica actually end up being associated more with the countries that are doing work there. It doesn't matter because you're below that Antarctic circle. Penguins don't tell time. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's, yeah. you know, you get six months of daylight, six months of nighttime. Who actually gives a shit what time it is <laughs> other than figuring out when to call home? Yeah, right. Yeah. That's interesting. I had not considered that. So the people who go to the South Pole for like exploration, like and like, scientific inquiry i have no idea why anyone goes to the fucking south pole i guess it, it's kind of like interstellar when they're like on the planet where time is time stands still or it's all the time at once <laughs> yeah I, I haven't seen interstellar yet but i'm going to assume that is oh. an accurate summary of the plot it is so really good they're actually wedges of antarctica that observe multiple time zones so it all depends on what not just fuck? not just where you're standing geographically but where you're standing relative to which research base you're at all right well the more you know so telling time in Antarctica, I do not recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> so with time zones in the Antarctic and the Arctic being so confusing, I wonder if that ever causes any hiccups in the Christmas Eve delivery schedule. 
Oh yeah, well it's for the pe- for the kids for the poor children who are living in the South Pole. They get really get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think there's a there's another figure associated with Christmas that might also be confused by those time zones. And I uh, I sent you a meme a couple weeks oh, yeah. ago. So yeah, so Krampus, of course, if you don't know, was uh, showed up in the 12th century in Austria and Germany. Uh, essentially, uh, a mythological feature, kind of like the anti Santa who goes around punishing children uh, and also proposes to women. For many Americans, I think Krampus sort of appeared out of nowhere in probably the late 90s. I I think we've heard a lot more about Krampus over recent years than we ever heard it when we were children. Yeah, and Krampus is like this demonic figure. It is a horned goat-like man uh, who goes around the, who goes around Europe and just fucking with little Hans and Gretels, you know, just <laughs> who've been bad, who, who've been bad. And it's a way to scare the shit out of kids, right? Um, but this image you sent me shows a Krampus that is a woman. It looks uh, kind of like a, like a Gatsby and Flapper. It's definitely from the early 20th century, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely. Nucky Thompson really gets his rocks off on on this uh, Krampus. No, it's it's, it's interesting. There are um, early 20th century cards showing him punishing children, and in in these cards is where they're proposing the women. Uh, But in some cards, Krampus is portrayed as a woman whipping tiny men with her stick um, and carrying them off in her satchel. So there's a little bit of a sexual uh, fantasy thing here. It's like someone's like, oh, I really hope the Krampus gets me. People are always grown men being fucking naughty all, all around the year and, hope, and hoping that the vixen dominatrix Krampus will show up and just get their get their jollies off. When I imagine a dominatrix, she has a German accent. (laughs) What is a safe word? Yeah, if I'm paying for the German accent, she better have it. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. But this card, this female Krampus, really comes from another mythological creature is what I found. A Central European witch known as Perkta or Perkta. Have you heard of her? I have. Oh, she also carries a switch, just like Krampus. So the the switch that the Krampus carries is, uh, I, I believe it's birchwood. I'm not sure, but yeah. it's but it's associated with uh, it's associated with cleansing rituals, and it probably predates any sort of Christian religion. Perkta, also known as Perkt or Birchta, uh, a witch that gives presents and doles out punishments. You have the Krampus and the and the Perchta. And they they kind of pre-existed the rise of Christianity. It's well, I think the Krampus stretches back from what I found to the 12th century. Uh, Christianity was still only about 400 years old. Um, no, there's definitely there's there's. Well, I think when you're talking about these cards, they have like a vixen quality to them. We'll also post this to Instagram, or they're like like little sultry, sexy little goat man women things. You know, <laughs> like, maybe I'm just kind of spilling the beans of what I'm into is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, they're super fucking hot goat hooves. <laughs> so. Yeah, there, there's a lot of, and that that's called syncretism when you have like multiple beliefs or multiple strains of a belief that kind of reflect each other. So it's not a surprise that you have Perchta and Krampus having a lot of the same trappings and kind of being used interchangeably or fulfilling the same purpose in a society. Uh, Santa Claus is kind of like the, at the time it would have been the Catholic Church rewriting these traditions and saying, oh yeah, yeah, we've got a guy who comes around and does these exact same things. Except that his name is Saint Nicholas. Yeah, and yeah. he's a nice he's, one. Yeah, he's the Archbishop of Turkey. You're gonna love him, patron saint of children. So <laughs> Santa Claus is actually kind of a whitewash of those older, darker Bavarian traditions. So like scary <laughs> shit. Uh, when I was looking into this, one thing that I found kind of interesting is that in Nazi Germany, dressing up like Krampus would give you the death penalty. But um, it's because it was perceived to be an evil figure, so they outlawed depictions of the Krampus during uh, for having its pagan origin. Uh, okay, and that totally checks out, which is which is part of the reason why the Krampus disappears for a huge part of the 20th century. Yeah, I, feel like uh, I never like, heard about it. Yeah, yeah. So from basically the 1930s up through the 1990s, 
nobody heard of Krampus. Then they took down the Berlin Wall. Krampus got out. And he <laughs> Krampus, the Krampus was bricked into the wall, I guess. They were really Krampus' <laughs> style. <laughs> so let's get back to the image. So in the image, you've got a flapper woman chasing a man, like it uh, looks like a well-heeled man up the stairs. And she's getting ready to spank him with her birch branch. Ooh. She's got horns, a long snake-like tongue. By far my favorite part of this is that she's got a man in the basket on her back. Again, these guys are about a third of her size. They're, <laughs> they're about the size of children. So, But the guy's got his hands together. He's, it looks like he's rubbing his hands together in anticipation. Yeah, and I'm he, like, he that's does, the guy, he knows that's the guy who gets to hold the camera. Yeah, oh, <laughs> he knows it's coming. Yeah, I, saw, I found another card where a woman dangles a defeated-looking Krampus in the air holding his bundle of birch sticks behind her back. Yeah, there's definitely a, a sort of a subversive liminal space being formed on these cards where gender roles go topsy-turvy and they're the the sexuality of a goat certainly comes into play. <laughs> but I was I was absolutely blown away by this image because it's such a compelling image and we're definitely going to throw it on the Instagram. Uh don't assume Krampus's gender. A Krampus can be any gender, yeah. male, female, or, or no gender. Or, or no gender at all, or, or any mixture of genders. It doesn't matter. Uh, when you're when you're a horny little goat demon, you can do you can do and make love to whoever you want, especially in Austria in the 12th century. Yeah. <laughs> early, early 20th century Germany prior to the rise of the Nazis was a pretty sexually liberated space. And then the Nazis came and just ruined all the fun. <laughs> they outlawed spankings from giant women. And oh God, that sounds that's, well, that's discriminatory. But speaking of things that might be offensive, I came across. A what I can only describe as a a dispatch from the war. On yeah, Christmas. this is definitely yeah. This is like the front, from the front lines of the yeah. dearest love. If what I'm about to say offends you, I hope you can get over it. <laughs> uh, then that is how it started, except for the dearest love. It is time we followers of Christ up and say something before it is too late. Mm. Exclamation point. There are people who want to take the Christ out of Christmas because it might offend someone. Well, what about all the Christians? Are you offending us because you're taking our Christ out of Christmas? Christ is Christmas. And if you aren't celebrating Christ, then what are you celebrating? Christmas is about the birth of our Savior. Christmas is one of the few holidays left that celebrate my Christ. Leave my holiday alone and tell everyone Merry Christmas, not Happy Holidays. Repost if you're not ashamed. Jesus is the reason for the season. Very so, Christ-like. Very Christ-like. It's, it's very charitable. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we can, we can kind of tackle this on a couple different levels. We already talked about syncretism in the adoption of Christian beliefs in pagan societies. And there are a couple different holidays and traditions that have been attached to the modern incarnation of Christmas that predate the rise of Christianity. So the alignment of Christmas with winter solstice festivals and possibly the Roman Saturnalia was a way of again overwriting existing beliefs with a with a Christian flavor. Yeah. Is Jesus the reason for the season? Technically no, but having seen the season so good, the Catholic Church put Jesus in it because he's like, you know what? That's a season that deserves a Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's let's put this in its larger cultural context. We could talk about the historic uh, the historical aspects of Christmas all day, but I think this is a very much a modern phenomenon. There is a belief across a segment of our society that Christmas is under attack <laughs> by liberal forces who are trying to take the Christ out of by Christmas. George Soros, who's trying to ruin yeah. Christmas for everyone. He's a real Grinch, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Grinch being obviously code word for globalist, which we all know is a code Ooh, word for, for Jewish. Yeah. I, I guess first question: if we're gonna if we're gonna get down to brass taxes, 
are liberals trying to destroy Christmas by making people say happy holidays? Reading this like this wall of text that's in all caps, by the way, it just reads like a truck rant. Like this fucking guy has a Carhartt hat on <laughs> in his F-250 that he's behind on payments for. And he's just like, I can't believe that there are people are saying <laughs> happy holidays. And it says he just wants to be oppressed. He want as a as a God fearing white person, he just wants to feel like someone's encroaching on him. So there's a there 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 is a culture war going on in America. It, it is a multi-front war. I, I mean, there are certainly uh, radical liberals on Twitter uh, who have very non-mainstream ideas. And then there is a gigantic mouthpiece in the form of Fox News, which amplifies those fringe elements on the left and decries them as the the operating governing principles of the left in general. Did you uh, see that the Fox News Christmas tree recently got arsoned in New York City? Yeah, they were very mad about that. It was the, yeah, it was, yeah. It was, the worst thing that happens is Pearl Harbor. <laughs> the cult, the cult war on Christmas went hot this year. Yeah, I feel. You know, I'm surprised. All they have to do is make sure that tree is armed, and it would never happen. I wish it was. I just wish it was a good tree with a gun. <laughs> is there a war on Christmas? Not really. I don't think that anybody. No. I, I don't think that there is anybody in you, the mainstream left who is seriously attacking Christmas because guess what? Most people in America, regardless of their religion, uh, regardless of their religious background, anyone, anyone who's not specifically assigning themselves a religion that does not, does not recognize Christmas is probably celebrating Christmas or the holidays in one way or another. Yeah. If, if, if nothing else, they got the day off, they're enjoying the day yeah. off, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah. So, so let's look at the other alternatives. So around Christmas, Christmas often gets compared to Hanukkah or Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa yeah. So at most in America, if you add up the total number of Jewish people in America and the total number of people who celebrate Kwanzaa in America, which is estimated to be between 500,000 and 12 million, no one's really 100% sure. <laughs> uh, at most, you have about 18 million people, which is slightly less than 5% of the total population of America. And then even then, there's only a fraction of those people who would walk into a place, see Merry Christmas, and it'd be a very small number of people would be like, Merry Christmas, I'm offended, and then yeah. walk out and never come back. So in terms of the financial necessity of saying happy holidays versus Merry Christmas, it's really low. I think where the big signs of the culture war have been, have been in uh, national companies, like companies that are national and international. Uh, the the big lightning rod, obviously, is Starbucks. But you see companies like McDonald's, you know, they don't say Merry Christmas, they say Happy Holidays. And why is that? The holidays are often accompanied by advertising campaigns. If you say Merry Christmas, you basically have from Black Friday to Christmas Day for all of your Merry Christmas decorations, all of your Merry Christmas promotions. However, if you say Happy Holidays, uh, that widens the aperture a little bit. It widens the aperture covering all of November through New Year's. Keep in mind, people who celebrate Christmas tend to also celebrate New Year's. And Thanksgiving. After after Halloween on October 31st, you put out the Christmas decorations at the Home Depot, the Lowe's, the Target, the Walmart, all of your big box stores. And then from the beginning of November through the end of December, it's just happy holidays. Yeah. And now you, you don't have to switch out any promotions. And... You know what that's called? The holidays. Q4. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know why they call it Black Friday? 
It's the day that they take all their numbers from the red to the black. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So how is that not more offensive than saying happy holidays is having this whole commercial apparatus when Christ is supposed to be the reason for the season? Well, that that's just it. The, the, the folks who are most vociferous about the war on Christmas also believe in unbridled capitalism and, and unfathomable rationalization of their own faith. The transition from Merry Christmas to Happy Holidays is really a financial one being made by mega corporations, not being driven by the people with purple hair on Twitter. Oh, God. I, I will say that uh, I worked retail in college and I worked two Christmas seasons, which is all that I need for a lifetime of just despair. It fucking sucked. I wonder who that could be. We got to see what's the matter with all that clatter. <laughs> Rick. Oh, you're back. Yeah. <laughs> I assume you're coming back to plug all of your social medias for us. Yes. So that yes. we know where to find you. You can, uh, you can find me at pretty much at Rick Reynolds um, on Instagram. Facebook is the best way to, to get in contact with me and i got a gig coming up on january 22nd at the oh. dawson street pub in philly which is i think closer to maniunk area I'm not too sure but uh yeah gonna be playing playing a show there come on out saturday night it's gonna be a good time is it this saturday no it's the uh, 22nd of january he just said that of january yeah you're you're a better matt is an active listener <laughs> i'm <laughs> <laughs> from Matt, me, and uh, Rick, and everyone else who has appeared on our podcast this year so generously, <laughs> uh, we wish you all a very happy holiday. And a happy new year. And a happy, healthy new year. Yeah. Try, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see about that second part, but yeah. You can find our social media at Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Gmail. You'll also find us on the Cash Junkie Discord server. We have a channel there that you can reach out and chat about episodes. So if between now and next week you find yourself. So if between now and next week you find yourself hovering over the share button of a Merry Christmas meme, we encourage you to find a Happy Holidays meme. Fuckbox <laughs> News. Be sure to check yourself. Don't wreck yourself. Yahweh is the only way, and my way's the only way to Fill the space between a hot place and a rock is all we do Entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth What do we know, a chimps and telephone that are all different to you? We are united, but we're so far apart And it won't change until we change who we are, but we won't. Oh, no. My, my, I think my favorite part of listening to you perform the song live, it sounds a lot like you're saying Yahweh is the only way. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> I, I, if nothing else, I think that'll get Fox News off of our back. They'll be like, they said happy holidays, but they also said Yahweh is the Ew. only way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, See, guys. there's one for everyone. <laughs>